All right, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, KG. It's your boy, LB. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, welcome back to another episode of A Thin Line Between Love and Sports. What's going on? How you been doing? Been doing good, man. You know, wrapping up another week of work, you know, trying to get back to it. But, you know, since I'm a, a teacher and everything, or assistant principal, now I'm back on this spring break, so I'm kind of loving that right now. Uh, yeah, definitely get to kick back. I know the rest of the world is, uh, we're a little jealous of you right now, but... It's well deserved. <laughs> Already, <laughs> yeah. I just got back also too from New York, man. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna elaborate on on that a little bit later on. Okay. As far as how you know how we're gonna tie that into sports, you know, and travel and everything like that. But uh, bit. yeah, we'll get to that. Bit, bit. Uh, first, I want to start off with uh, uh, sports, man. As far as sports, like year round, you okay. know, which I, we, I know we've been thinking about that a lot. You know, we have our our dead periods, and we have uh, what the NFL pretty much dominates everybody in the sense of how they're, you know, talked about all year round. So I just want to say, uh, how can we, or how can sports be relevant all year round to where we keep keeps our interest all year? Um, it's that's a good question, man. Because uh, I, I think it really uh, it depends on your involvement with your fan base. Right. I think that has a lot to do with it, and I think the NFL. They do a really good job of turning everything into a team-based competi- uh, competition. Mm-hmm. Like from the games during the season to the things that go on during the offseason, like everything in the NFL is a competition amongst teams. Right. And I think that keeps the fans keep an eye out for what their team is doing in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And – they turn every portion of their off season into an event. Yeah, you know, uh, with basketball, for example, their season goes from October to June, and then they do the draft in July, mm-hmm. and then they write back in, um, you know, dead period. Yeah, and then next thing you know, it seemed like the season started already. You know, they do the summer league, but the summer league is so quiet. Yeah. You know, people really don't check for the summer league like that. Baseball, mm-hmm. same way. You know, they have their season. It's over in October. And then you don't hear anything about baseball yeah. until spring training comes about. But with the NFL, the Super Bowl's in February. And then next thing you know, it's all about draft. So now we're looking at. Draft boards, mock drafts, you got mm-hmm. senior bowls, you got college bowl games that are going on while the playoffs are going on in the NFL. And then they do the combine. Yeah. And other sports, they do combines, but the NFL combine, it's a thing. You know, it's they got people on the field. You know, they do the combine at the same place every year, but they have reporters on the field. They have cameras everywhere. They're doing player profiles, spotlights. They got commercials for the combine for dudes that are coming through. So the combine, that's the thing. So I guess I'm gonna say, what do you think about what if like the NBA was to have like some type of like showcase of like high school seniors or juniors, the high, top high school seniors and juniors, but kind of like right after that. 
and kind of take them, let them go into Vegas. And, you know, I know they have tournaments for AAU like that, for Vegas like that. But what if we had like some maybe maybe just seniors so we can really see how well they play? And because, you know, I know the biggest controversy right now is the one and done rule. Right. You know what I mean? I think that would be a great segue for them to kind of see. Let, let them play against some maybe like some existing college players right now or something like that, throughout, you know, throughout the summer before summer league starts for NBA. You know what's crazy, though? They already have that. Mm-hmm. They pick the best high school seniors, and they play them internationally. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I you know, know what I'm saying? I know it's international, like Team USA, pretty much. Right. I know. I know they right. have that. I'm so they already something. they have something you know comparable to that. Yeah. But they don't have the cameras on it. We're not looking at the uh, the practices and the training and things like that. They try and do it with the actual you know Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Let us see their practices, and that's good. But it's like they don't make a spectacle of it, you know. Like, we have the McDonald's All-American game, which is good for high school seniors. But there's, like, three other All-American games that we don't even know about. You know, there's an Under Armour game. There's a Jordan game. All types of stuff. Okay. So, it's like I said, the NFL, they do a good job of turning everything about their offseason into an event that we can be a part of. Like, Mm -hmm. these things that these other sports, they have, yeah, it's going on. But we as fans, we're not a part of that process. You know what I'm saying? They have cameras there, but it's not being highlighted like it could be so we could watch it and enjoy it, you know, from a fan perspective. I got you. See, like, for me, man, I guess for in order for another sports to be relevant all year is for them to really engage their fans in all aspects. Yeah. And I feel like NFL does a great job of knowing who their fans are. Mm-hmm. They hit them from an aspect of, you know, we want the we're gonna reach the fans who are the ones who risk they can be a part of the NFL. I wish right. I could be that player. That's gonna they're gonna have them all throughout the season. Right after the season, you got the ones who want to be play people who engage in the sports because they are football because they want to be analysts. Analyst. So that gives them the opportunity to be in this combine. They get to see how they talk about these players, how they build them up. Yeah. So I think like they do a great job of that because they keep them up against uh you know keep them aware. And you're able to connect with that sport right. in multiple facets. And I think right. that's gets them the most. So I think if other sports do that, as far as like NBA, so let's say yeah. if we had these things and I was, you know, to be able to have, you know, analysts talk year round about basketball mm-hmm. and we can kind of see how I analyze stats, how I analyze points, or how I even locate talent, they can see these things. And now you're connecting to a whole different audience that you have out there for that sport. Right. Because you know? um because we all feel like we know what's best for our team. Mm-hmm. So with the NFL and the way they have it set up, we can all sit around and be GMs in our own mind. Like, yeah. we can look at what our team is doing. We can look at what other teams is doing. We can look at what's available out there. We can look at the contract situations and things like that. And we can critique what every team is doing from a GM standpoint. So exactly. during the during the season, we can be coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, we can sit there and talk about what the coaches are doing. And then after the season is over, we can become GMs. You know, we can be like, oh, man, you know, for example, um, Sam Bradford getting the payday that he got, $20 million. Uh, Sam Bradford is 30 years old. Sam Bradford has never – he's only completed one full season, and that was his rookie year. Mm -hmm. He's never played a full 16 game since, and he just got – $20 $20 million yeah. for one year. Yeah. And me and you as a GM, 
we sit here and we like, man, we're not paying Sam Bradford that much. But Arizona, they paid him. So I think the contracts and the money that goes around, because that's so competitive too, I think that's another reason why the NFL is ahead of the other sports when it comes to, um, you know, offseason and things like that. Because the NFL is like, they really like meticulous with what they do with the money, who they cut. You know, we want you to take a pay cut. If you don't take a pay cut, you got to go. You put a tender on this pick. Well, I think or, it's, just, it's just more for like, so like to say if we was going to like basketball or maybe soccer or something like that, they were just more transparent. Yeah. And the things that they do, then, yeah. you know, they would have a lot more engagement from their fans. Yeah. And we would have a lot more things. Now, I know there's a lot of goes into like TV contract and plus business and all that. I mean, you talking about this earlier as far as the NFL having their own channel, being the first to have a channel, NFL network. You know what? I looked that up. I looked that up. Uh, NBA, NBA had their channel before uh, the NFL. NBA TV. NBA T- yeah. e- NBA TV came out in 1999. <clears throat> well, I think what it is, though. Yeah. Is that NFL Network is more accessible, put like right. that. Right, right. You know, because now it's included in more and more packages that you have right. like that. NBA TV, you got to have pretty much a subscription for it. Yeah, to it's see anything. It's own subscription. It's yeah. not even like including your own cable bill a lot of times or cable, you know, provider. So I think, but I think that's a good point, though, as far as that, because the more you have a channel, the, even talking about this before, when you have, now you have what the SEC network, you mm-hmm. have the Longhorn network, you have all different networks for these different colleges. Now you can see college football, yeah, all throughout the year. So yeah. not even just NFL; it's really just football. Period. Football and I know that's period. like that's America's sport. Yeah, you it's America's sport. It's America's sport. So you're gonna have it's people are gonna draw to it even more. You know already, even if you're not even even if you know what the sport is, you know you've heard of football. But you you know what I think is killing uh the NBA and their you know NBA TV. I think the thing that's really hurting them is the way that they uh, license what they have to Turner Sports. Mm-hmm. Because if uh, what's the uh, Shaq, Ernie, Chuck, Kenny? I can't. What's that? Inside the NBA? It's not inside the NBA. Oh, they just whatever. TNT pretty much. Yeah, whatever yeah. it's called. That being on TNT. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot of viewership right there, not on NBA TV, because NBA TV don't have anything that compete with that. But you know what I'm saying, if they if they went back, remember when they used to have uh, when we were younger, they used to have NBA TV with Amara Rashad. Amara Rashad, yeah, we only have inside, that no more. It was inside stuff, mm-hmm, inside yeah, stuff. Yeah. So just think about it: if Shout you were out. to have like uh, TNT was to have their own version of it, ESPN had their own version of it. It's competition now, mm-hmm. and now us as fans, we want to see who's the best. Almost like how you see first take and you know undisputed, right? They're still thriving. You Both know, of them are. Okay, come we, on, we the same exact time. We have a you choice. You have a choice, right. Yeah. And right now, you don't have any choices Mm-mm. when it comes to like these other sports. You don't, they don't have choices, and then they don't make their content. Like you said, it ain't really as accessible yeah. as NFL's content. You yes, know? Yes. I mean, I know uh, it costs money, but it's, you're going to make some money in the end just because a lot of times people don't realize that just because you're v- viewing something, you're making them money. Yeah, might not be right in front, you know what I mean. But the more I view something, the more I see it. Just like the movie Focus, <laughs> the more I see it, you know, the more I'm gonna want to go toward it. That's the Will Smith movie, it. right? Yeah, the Will Smith movie. Hey, that was when uh, that was dope, number right? fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, you know that, that was good. Man. So if I see basketball, 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 or my team, my team, my team in basketball, think that's what I'm gonna do next. I'm gonna go buy some apparel. I'm probably gonna buy tickets now. Mm-hmm. That's where the money comes from. People don't see like the underlying, like the detail that goes into trying to get more viewers or more. You know, spectators to your sport. Yeah, you know, I think if they really captured that more, or you know, focused on that more, 
I think they would, they would be a lot more relevant as yeah. far as keeping people engaged all throughout the but, year. But just to uh, circle back to what the NFL is doing with the draft coverage, the combine coverage, mm-hmm. it's so crazy because these guys, especially those top guys, I mean, we know everything about them almost. Yeah. And the NBA prospects, it don't it don't go that deep. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It, you, know, you know the top ones pretty much. Yeah, you know the top lottery picks. You know the superstars. We right, know the guys right. that are going to be the all-stars. Right, but they don't go that deep. Like with the NBA, after the lottery is done, you'd be like, who who is this? Yeah. Who is this? You That's know? a good point. Who like I said, it goes back to being transparent. Just because me being a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm on their website. Right. I know who they're looking at for first, second, third, fourth round, all mm-hmm. that. Basketball, I don't know that. I don't even know who the Cowboys are looking at to draft. Man. You get what I'm saying? So it's it, like it's just being right. that more transparent as far it, as like what are you trying to do as a front office? And I like you like like we said, it helps you be more involved. It makes you feel like you're a GM. Like I'm helping make these decisions with my team. Okay. And it's just all about engagement, man. So I know we uh since free agency is going on right now, and I know that you know, we a little bit off topic, but we're still in the same ballpark, mm-hmm. you know, just hypothetically speaking. I seen that the Cowboys are in talks with Seattle to get Earl Thomas. All right. Mm-hmm. Since that's your team, if you were the GM, what moves will you make based on what's going on right now for your squad? Just real quick. To get Earl Thomas? Or just or just the moves, period. Just the moves, period. I mean, you got Suey's available, Earl Thomas, Seattle, like they're trying to, you know, ship him out. Uh, there was some talk about Dez. Is he going to restructure? Do they cut him? Uh, uh, they put a second round tender on Irvin. For me, off top, man, I think I'm gonna have to Dez. You got to take a pay cut. <laughs> I laid to death, man, but your numbers ain't really showing it like that, bro. Uh, and people probably don't realize this: Terrence Williams, man, you can cut. <laughs> like you're not getting paid. I mean, you're not you're not producing numbers as a second second receiver. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm cutting Terrence Williams. I can go find somebody out there that's going to be willing to work. Somebody okay. younger, maybe even get better. And then I'm going to try and go get Earl Thomas. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, that's just what it is. I'm, I'm in shit. Since Kendrick yeah, just said it. he wants to be gone, he wants to be traded. That's no questions asked. He probably been gone the same day with me. Yeah. Like, I was just waiting on you to say that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for giving me that favor that you tell me you want to be out. That's I how I would have been. I would have cut him. He can't count too much. I mean, he got a decent little contract. Yeah. He got cut, though. Yeah, he just he uh, got cut. Yeah, off top, like that's you and you and Dre, both of y'all can go. That's just that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, and Skandrick, he had his good years, man. But it's kind of like, man, you don't fell off terrible. And you like, see, so you getting paid, you pay, you still getting paid like you are one of the top slot receivers and in, in the, I mean, slot corners in the league, and you're not even that top, no, that top corner anymore, slot corner. So that's real. That's so, where I'm at. Uh, do you know where Dallas pick in the draft? Uh, 20, 20, 20 or 21. Have you looked at who they, uh, talk, uh, what position will you draft? See, right, man. See, we got so many holes right now, man. It's crazy. Um, I think actually I'm probably going to go, I'm actually I'm about to go prior receiver, man. Receiver? Straight up. Okay. You know what I mean? But, uh, that's, that's big. we need a linebacker. We need, we actually, we actually need an offensive lineman. People don't even realize that we need more offensive line. Cause they getting older. And then they, and they really glared out a lot when Tyron Smith got hurt. Mm-hmm. With how there was no depth, there was no depth at yeah. all, and it was like a huge drop off from and the backup yeah. behind him. 
They made that dude mean? from Atlanta look like a, a world beater out exactly. there. Exactly. So I was just like, yeah, we need to do something there. So I think you can get a decent lineman in the second round, though. I wouldn't okay. go in the first round with that, I don't think. Not in this draft because it's pretty deep. Okay, so my team is the Giants. And if I was GM for a day or if I was GM for this offseason, um, they already signed Nate Solder. And he's good. He's a little on the old side, and they paid him a lot of money for four years. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Now, me personally, with the second pick in the draft, like I'm gauging to see what the Browns are doing because mm, – mm, Browns going to come with it. Right, right. I'm gauging to see what they're doing because if I feel like they are about to draft Barkley, I'm trading out of that second pick. They definitely meant to get him. Yeah, if they if, the move they done made, they yeah, gonna get Barkley. If they drafting Barkley, I'm trading out of that pick. And I'll trade with the Bills. I'll let the Bills come up to second. I'll take their twelfth pick and their second round pick, because they Bills got two first round picks. And we'll do that. Right. And uh the holes that I think they need to fill, uh really just all line. They need to just just straight focus on on getting better. Up front, and you know you may need another DB. We just lost a uh, DRC, mm-hmm. Eli Apple. He kind of trash. I mean, he might be better. He like a head case, but I don't think they need to do a whole lot. They they did the right thing, replacing the coach, replacing both the coordinators. Uh, I really didn't like you know signing Jay Stu, but you know it is what it is. He's a veteran. He can definitely help on the goal line. But that's all I would do, man. Just try and get better up front and see what's going on with that draft pick. If I get Barkley, I'm getting Barkley. If yeah. not, I'm trading back. Yeah. Okay. Not for you on that. But, yeah, I guess, man, it's, uh, it's going to keep it moving, though. Okay. Uh, something that's been kind of on my mind. You know, I was you know, watching TV and stuff like that. And um, just kind of doing my background on a few owners and GMs out there and stuff like that. Yeah. So you got a lot of these guys who are millionaires, billionaires even, right? who are heavily involved in sports. And I was like, that kind of just piqued my interest as far as like, you know, how you can still like, you can be very good at something, you're making money and something like that, but you still have so much love for the sport that you got, you still be involved with it. Mm-hmm. And like the biggest thing that jumped out at me that I didn't really know so much about was um Dr. Jerry Buss. You know, I'm not even a Lakers fan, but shout out to the Lakers out there. Yeah. He was a... Uh, he, he, Dr. Jerry Boss, of course, because he had his doctorates in chemistry. Okay. In chemistry. So, mm-hmm. think about this. He's a, he was a professor. Then he went into real estate investing. None, mind you, none of this is sports. Yeah. Never even played sports. How does that equate? Right. So, he jumped into money. He was like, hey, man, I still love sports regardless. And I, you know, I love basketball. And the opportunity came for him to buy the Lakers and he bought them. And like, that, that just intrigued me so much to see that this guy had no type of, you know, sport background to him, still, but still was involved in sports. And it's just, that just shows the how much that you know how much sports can have have an effect on your life it's, it's, in a sense. It's like uh Snyder for the Redskins. I think he mm-hmm. was just a doctor too, and he happened to make some money and he was able to purchase the Redskins and right. he bought the team, you know. Um and you're right. These guys that you think would have no allegiance mm-hmm. to anything athletic yeah. are out here. Purchasing franchises and, you know, some of them are secretly, you know, fans sitting front row. Uh, it, it probably gets even deeper at the college level. Yeah. 
I know it gets deeper at the college level, but you're right, man. Like these guys that really you wouldn't expect to be a fan of the game of any sport mm-hmm. are strong supporters. Yeah, exactly. Of not just a sports team, but the sports period. Like Jack Nicholson, no, he's not a billionaire, but I mean, for him to be a diehard Lakers fan like yeah. that, like, so, yeah, who would expect Jack Nicholson to be front row center at yeah. every Lakers game? So, yeah, and it's like I said, but when you, when you when you see these names, you see these people, you don't even expect them to even know sports. Yeah. So, like, when you tell me Dr. Jerry Buss was a – if I had met him on the street and he just introduced himself to me and told me, I'm just, you know, I'm a doctor, I got my PhD in chemistry, you know, I'm a professor at USC, I'm thinking, like, this dude has no, no clue about mm. basketball. He obviously does. He has 10 championships. Yeah, and they love <laughs> you know him. what I'm saying. He loves you know they rest in peace. You know what yeah. I mean. But it's that just that just blows my mind. Is that how much, how you can connect with people on so much different levels? But it all comes to you have the same thing, the same interest as yeah. far as you know when it comes to sports. And they they try and tell you that even though you know a person may have a particular amount of money, that it doesn't change who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean that's this is kind of evidence of that. Yeah, because I mean, you and I, you know, we sports heads because we grew up playing sports. We play, and, we play sports, right? You know, and, and we look at it, we want to, we want to be that star. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of the average person's love affair with sports. But when you have a person who you think seemingly have everything, yeah, why would they still care about sports like that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you can go out and do whatever you want, but you choose to go look at a, a basketball game, you know? So it's, it's interesting you say that because like, like you said, for us, we see it as a way in. Where mm-hmm. it, no, I'm sorry, a way out right. of our situations. Right. Whereas if for them, they see it as a way in. They, You know what I'm saying? That's, That's crazy, right? Point. Right? That's a real good point. Like, man, like you say it like that, it's like... Maybe they trying to connect with people. Maybe yeah. they don't like sports. Yeah. They just trying to seem like they normal people. You yeah. know, it could be that too. That's yeah. a that's a real good point. And that's just they they kind of just I mean, either way, you know what I'm saying? It's still like it fascinates me in the sense of how you can be connected with within one medium, you know what I mean? Uh, but on the flip side of that, yeah. So now you have let me break this, let me let me kind of go on to this. You have the guy from uh let me make sure I don't want to mess it up. The CEO of uh, Valiant, Valiant, Valiant Medical. You know, yeah. okay. So, people, in case you guys don't know, this was the guy who pretty much was in charge of um, the medical field, a large industry in the medical field, where he was getting medicine, buying out all these, buying out all these medical companies, and then taking the medicine and hiking up the prices on it. Yeah. So then, our grandparents or whoever else were paying these outrageous prices for this medicine that was mm-hmm. once like three times three, less than what it was. Now, I seen one where he took a pill that was like. Thirteen dollars, uh-huh. and he raised the price like seven hundred percent. That's insane. That's you know, insane. And I want to say that it has something to do with um, HIV patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the exact pill, what it exactly did, but I know exactly who you're talking about, and I know what they did. Yeah, and he made a lot of money from. Made it. a lot of money. See, and that's see where I'm going with this is that um, I found out this guy was a huge Duke fan. Yeah, huge Duke fan. So that's kind of that kind of scared me in a sense of you have this crooked dude in the at Duke games heavily mm-hmm. with all this money, and he's surrounded by these innocent 
teenagers. You're right. That, yeah, so you can see how easy he can influence somebody just because he has he that got, type of money. money. And his name really isn't that big in a sense of like, well, he's not connected to the sports he, world yeah. like that. He's not he's connected. Not famous. Yeah, he's exactly. He's not famous. I'm not yeah. some, he's not some agent. He's not some uh, ex-player who mm-hmm. has money or anything like that. It's just this guy who's in the medical field. You never think anything from it. And he can easily get into one of these players' heads and be like, hey, I'm going to shoot you this money if you mm-hmm. do this or do that. It's kind of, it reminded me of the movie Blue Chips. Yep. When our boy got paid to throw the game. You fell on TV, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tony. Yeah, Tony, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that and that's just and that's just that's like that's crazy to me. So that kind of brings me on to our next topic, right? Pay the players. Pay the players. What you think, man? Um, of course. Pay the Cotters players. Pay the Cotters. Of course, of course. Yeah, and right. I mean, I remember because I'm a I'm a huge Hurricanes fan, Miami football, mm-hmm. and there's another dude. Like the CEO of Valiant, he got convicted. He went to jail. No, not him. Uh, the Martin Screlly dude. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was convicted of security fraud. Uh, but he's not the CEO. But there's a uh, Nevin Shapiro. Some people that listening, they may know the name. It's a few years back. Uh, he had a Ponzi scheme. He became, you know, a multimillionaire. And he was just some old regular dude from Miami who was a Hurricanes fan. But after he got this money. Mm-hmm. It afforded him to be in the company of these high-profile current Miami Hurricane football players and ex-Miami Hurricane football players. Right. And like you said, this crooked person is able to infiltrate a college program and dirty it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of Nevin Shapiro's and there's a lot of CEOs of, of Valiant in every state. You know, there's guys, there's hangers ons and, and, and there's dudes with money, boosters. Oh, yeah. That are, you know, kicking back funds to these players or kicking funds to high school players, to their parents or whatever, so they can come play for a particular school. And if you incorporate a pay wage scale, a wage scale, some way to pay the kids where – Money isn't an issue. Mm-hmm. I think you eliminate a lot of that. You know, they have to find a way, like you said earlier, incorporated into the scholarship to where, you know, your classes are paid for. And then you get this on top of, you know, on top of what we've already paid for. Right. You'll get this per month or something like that if you maintain you know, passing grade point average. I'm with that. So, yeah, shit, I missed that's a great point to bring up. Um I'm also I'm also for the players being uh being paid. And it just and I'm gonna go from a different angle. So like I said previously, I just went to New York. Yeah. Right. So I want to go watch Creighton, you know, Marcus okay. Foster. Shout out Marcus Foster. Shout out. Um they play at the Madison Square Garden, right? So I'm watching, you know, I'm watching a game. I'm just kind of looking around, looking at all these advertisements. You see these between every time out, you see this big advertisement from a big company. I think they were doing like um, SoFi or something like that, and they were moving on to something else, right? So I'm thinking, I'm so like, okay, something like cool, okay. So that's an advertisement. Advertisement brings in money, right? You know, so they're doing all this stuff, and then I'm sitting thinking, and then I'm, I go on the next day. I go to the Duke North Carolina North Carolina game at Barclays Center, and Lo and behold, I'm in New York, right? 
Uh-huh. I see an advertisement for Bojangles. You know Bojangles? The is, chicken man. place. The chicken place. Yeah. There's no one nowhere near New York. You, you sure? It's, it's pretty much all South. Yeah, I know. It's like, it ain't even Texas South. It's no, like it's deep like, South. Bible yeah, built. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, so I'm thinking like, damn, I'm like, so even Bojangles is eating all these advertisements and making money for people that's in New York. Granted, you know, they're in North Carolina because Bojangles is there. That's what they're known for in that area too. But so, you, you have an advertisement way up in New York. So who's Creighton playing? Uh, when I, that game was Creighton versus uh, Providence. So it wasn't like any teams from the area that Bojangles. Well, no, I'm talking the Bojangles advertising was at the Duke, North Carolina. Game okay, okay. When they played at Barclays. Oh, okay. See, both of them are from. That, I'm sorry, so that's what area. I thought. So since they from right. the area, was, okay. I'm advertising. So my thing, so the first thing popped in my mind was like, damn. So are the players getting any of this money? You had North that. Carolina had nor Duke been there, Bojangles would not have advertising hmm. there, right? Yeah, because it's pointless to advertise yeah. in New York if I ain't got no stories there. Exactly. So I, I'm expanding my viewership or my advertisement through these people who these kids, yeah, yeah. And that's crazy. It's like so these kids are not getting no type of return on it. And like a lot of people always bring up the Thirteenth Amendment, who uh, which talks about pretty much involuntary, you know, slavery and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, man, but these kids are still working and grinding towards something and bringing in billions that's of dollars. My thing. It's a job. Yeah, it's a job. You know what I'm saying? That. Yeah. And you and I, we went to college, mm-hmm. and we were able to go to you know, school and have a job that paid us. Right. Because we weren't athletes. So mm-hmm. how is it that a kid can accept a scholarship athletically, but then from that point forward, he really can't make any money. He can't make any money. He can't make any money. I mean, there was a situation with one of these guys who played football. He had a YouTube channel. And he lost his scholarship yeah. because oh, his yeah, YouTube yeah. channel was was popular. Last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was generating ad money. And they were trying to tell him to, to get away from it. To, yeah, they were oh, telling him to stop, take his channel down. Mm, yeah, take right, his right? channel down yeah, because okay. you, you, you're making YouTube money. And it's like, it's just videos that I make in my spare time. Uh, I was making them before I went to college. So how can you tell me that I'm violating a rule? Yeah from doing something that I already did anyway, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the problem with the NCAA right now. Like, if you notice, I used to love the NCAA football and basketball game. Yeah. They can't do them anymore. Mm. They can't do them anymore because they will not pay the players. Yeah. And the players took a stand. was like, you know what? You guys are, you know, making money off of our likeness, our exact likeness. So – if you're going to do that, we need some money. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll never pay you. Forget that game. Mm-hmm. And that's a bold stand, man. And, and I'm against it. Man. I'm against it because you get mad when a player like DeAndre Aiden supposedly takes $100,000. But these coaches, they make millions on millions on millions. millions. Yeah. yeah. And the colleges make millions. I mean, because even then, like every time your college goes somewhere, you know, granted, it's based off your college being popular and winning stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you're, uh, you have an advertisement for your college there saying, "Come attend this college." Yeah. And then, so people see that they was like, "Oh, I want to go to this school now." Let's say, what? Well, let's just say, we'll say Creighton for instance. You know, Creighton's in what? Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. So if I see an advertisement and I'm in New York, I'm like, "Hey, I have a chance to go to Creighton just because I saw the advertisement, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go there." And shit, I might even be rich, and I'm paying money to go there. 
So guess who's making money now? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Based yeah. off these players being able to go and make it this far to go to this place yeah. to play football, it's, basketball, it's, whatever it's, else. Not only are they providing entertainment, mm-hmm. but like you said, they're providing a one marketing for your school. Yeah. The top the the highest level of marketing. Yes. For these schools. And that's that's the biggest point yeah. for me is that they're used they're being used as marketing tools. Yeah. You're you right. Know. And I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. But that's the much. highest level of marketing. Yeah. And I'm gonna read this off of um Yeah, go ahead. Uh this is from Matt Barnes IG. It's a, a post that he made. Mm-hmm. And he said, Well, CBS and Turner will pay the NCAA in the next five years for the just a tournament. Yeah. Not, the, tournament. not the games, not, not the season, game. just a tournament. Mm-hmm. So the NCAA is getting $857 million wow. in 2018 Damn. for TV deals for the tournament. For the tournament. 2019, it goes up to $879 million. 2020, it goes up to 902 Then 2021, it drops to 900 And then 2022... It goes up to nine hundred and twenty. So you tell me they're almost making a billion dollars. A billion dollars every year just for the tournament itself. From March to April. Just just one month. God. Boy. So and these kids ain't getting paid. Nah. That's crazy. And that's basketball. That's just basketball. So really to me, you know, a lot of the arguments be, well, what about these other athletes? What about these other sports and things like that? Football and basketball alone makes enough money just to, to pay. Up. An entire athletic program mm-hmm. for a school, yeah, because it's it actually is like all of the facilities and stuff that get donated to them and that they pay for lacrosse and swimming ain't ain't building them new swimming stadiums and mm-hmm. things like that. Them new baseball fields, the baseball team ain't building those new yeah. baseball fields. That's football and basketball. And they all try to talk about kids being like irresponsible and stuff like that because of you know the age and having type of money. So and we're not even saying like paying big money, millions, or you know what I'm saying. Like you have to just. Put in a form of scholarship, form of a scholarship, you. you know, to where it's more than what their, their actual college expenses like a cost. A stipend, actually, yeah. yeah. Get them stipulations, grades, yeah, um, things like grades. that to where, you know, it keeps them in check or, you know, structured in a sense. Yeah. So they have some type of responsibility within that to help manage that money or know that they what they have to do to because keep that money. Because they need it. They, yeah. need, they need money management. And that, exactly. I was just going to say, yeah. and that teaches you to be responsible as far as stuff I need to do and prepare me for the real life. And then beyond that, that will eliminate some of the one and done's. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but some of them would, would, you know, stay two years mm-hmm. because it's some benefits to staying in college. Oh, yeah. It's just I'm not getting no money in college, so I'm just going to go ahead and take this check. Mm-hmm. But there's some benefits. We've seen guys that go to college two, three years, come to the NBA with a more refined game, mm-hmm. and they'll step ahead of the kids with one-year college but a gang of potential. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like uh, Kuzma. You know, yeah, Kuzma Kalibu, was in Utah yeah. for what two, three years. Mm-hmm. So Kuzma, he hit the ground running. Donovan Mitchell, he was in Louisville two years. He ready, yeah. you know, as opposed to I'm taking off. Yeah, all these guys that went ahead of him, Malik Monk. I love Malik Monk mm-hmm. coming out of Kentucky. Like I'm a Mavericks fan. I wanted Monk. I didn't want Dennis Smith Jr. You know what I'm saying? But Dennis Smith Jr. He looked better than Monk, but Donovan Mitchell looked better than both of them. Yeah, because. He had that extra year in college, you, you know, right. got a little bit more uh, fine tuning of his skills. So I like it. And like so, I said, you know, I'm just going to read a quote that uh, Stan Van Gundy said, you know, he said, um, it's OK to pay wealthy white kids in the minors or in hockey, but it's not OK to pay black kids who can go make millions. 
And like that kind of just that kind of grasped my attention just because it's like he's totally right. You know, you have kids, rich white kids who are leaving their homes to go play hockey and Hell stuff like yeah. that. Hell yeah. And they're getting they're you, getting money yeah, right now. You but get then drafted out of high school. But then they get mad when we have these other kids who want to go off and play basketball, but they want to make money while they do it. Yeah, and, and, I think and you know what? And that, college is the, the 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 perfect platform to do that for them. Not just college, because you know, me and me and you, we read the criteria to be drafted in baseball, and they do it a little differently. And I think the NBA needs to like really get involved with this. We we spoke to this a little bit already, but um, the kids that are going from high school to college. Mm-hmm. I think if they had more options of, of what they can do, yeah, they would make better decisions. Oh, like, like the point you said about baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like baseball, you can go get drafted out of high school, mm-hmm. but of course, you're going to be in a farm system. You're not going to be on the on the baseball diamond with the elites. You're going to be put on the back shelf, and you're going to have to earn your stripes, right? Okay, the NBA they need to get the G League up to that level. Once they do. Then I think you know it'll help out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball also, they say if you go to a four-year university, you have to be there at least three years or until you're 21, whichever comes first. Right. And they said if you go JUCO, then you could be drafted whenever if you go JUCO. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the NBA should adopt that exact same thing. I love that rule. I yeah. love it. I mean, like you say, because now it's gonna make college sports better. You know, in a sense of yeah, the people yeah. that that are there want to be there. Yeah, exactly. And they'll play they harder and they'll be there yeah. for three years. And I think everybody wins with that formula. Yeah, I think yeah. And I still think they should pay college players that go. Yeah, I just yeah. I just gonna say that I agree hundred yeah. percent. If they gonna go three years, still give them some money. Mm-hmm. So now I have an option to make money three different ways, pretty much. Yeah, you know. So I think that and like I said, you got more choices. Yeah, and you'll make a better choice if you have more choices. Like. All this, I'm just gonna go to college just because, mm-hmm. like you know, you got people that ain't even going to college. They just like forget it. I'll just wait till I'm 19, yeah. and or I'll try and go overseas and do all. You know, those aren't good options, mm-hmm. you know. And we've yet to see a kid go from high school to overseas and then come to the NBA and kill it and kill it, right? Because who who did that? Moody did that. Moody did that. Jennings Jennings had an okay career when he came back. But, but he ain't killing though. Kill you're right. Kill you're right. You're right. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, he in Oklahoma right now, and I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Jury's still out on him. That's a good point. And I, I just don't think I, I don't think going overseas is going to be a good farm system for nah. players to try to come back and compete at the highest level because with the I, NBA players. Because I think Duke will wash any overseas team. Yeah. You know, I don't care what nobody say. They say that the Euro League is the second most competitive. Mm-hmm. Professional basketball league in the world? No, it's not. It's the NCAA. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So right. NCAA is the second most competitive league. Yeah. As far as basketball right. is concerned. So that's and their, football their, their, too. You need yeah. to pay the football players too, because football make a lot yeah. of money. And they talk about the farm system as far as that. Um, let's say, let what if um, some of these NBA teams or states adopted some of these colleges, these D one colleges, and they came in to practice with them or came in on something like that and helped them out. You get what I'm saying? To kind of teach them like they game speed. Yeah. Because that's what they talk about is farm system all the time. Farm, what can we do? What can we do? And I think that would be great for NBA players to kind of do that. NBA, but I know it's tough because the season is like long as hell for NBA. The, so The NBA acting like they don't know what's going on. Man. They, man, they know. They acting like, oh, what can we do? You know exactly what you can do. They just trying to figure out how they can get part of the money. Right. That's they, all that they, is. Not, and not get part of the money. They want to figure out how they can stop from giving away their money. 
Right, it's not at the same time. Yeah, yeah. The same they time. don't want to pay nobody. Because, I mean, like you said, if we know those numbers of how much the NCAA is making just off that tournament, we know the NBA knows that too. So they're trying to figure out how can we get on again, get on some of that, or like you said, keep us from losing. Yeah, keep so us bust from my money for by funding because like you more. Like you said last time, if these boys start going to the NBA, the NBA gonna have to pay them. Mm-hmm. So they want them to stay in college. They're trying to figure out a way to keep them in college without us having to pay them, mm-hmm. and they want to keep the G League full of guys that are scrubs that will never challenge an NBA roster, right? Because we can pay you thirty thousand dollars to. You know, hoop for about four months mm-hmm. just to be out there. I mean, come on, all right. You know, we we nearing the end, but have you ever heard of a G leaguer like really coming to the league and? Are you taking my storm? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I mean, you get a bunch of them that come on ten day contracts and, and do they, pretty good. They, make they a do splash, okay. You know, what I'm yeah, but they don't like. None of them end up becoming like even like a number two or three guy on the team. Yeah. You know, it's I like it's, it's really far in between. It might be a couple out there, but it's not anybody that we just. There, I know there. I can't think of any that went from like college to the G League to All Star. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the most successful guy in recent memory is Simmons. Yeah, I'm talking about the same thing. Yeah. He played for Orlando now. Yeah, he was tough, but it's just like even then he's not even he. Since he left the Spurs, his name is not even that big no mm. more. You know what I mean? So that's great, man. That's a great point, man. Great topics today. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like we touched on a variety of things for you guys to kind of think about. You know, I'd say I think uh, we want to thank you again for tuning in to a thin line between love and sports. You know, we all try to bring something a different aspect to make you guys kind of think about like the behind the behind the scenes of uh, two sports and what makes sports function or makes what makes players function in society. Right, and. Uh... Again, we appreciate all the support that we have and that we've got to this point, uh, the support that we're going to get because we're always trying to grow. And just like KG said, man, we're always trying to think of topics that are sports-related, but it's coming from a different angle than what you may typically be used to. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to pride ourselves on being a different sports show yeah. uh, that really talks about some – some real world situations through sports. So uh, we love it, man. It's it's fun and we enjoy doing it. Yeah. So thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, we'll be catching y'all again probably next week with another episode. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And um, please give us feedback again, like LB just said. Yeah. Th- thank y'all. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Love you.